Hey guys, welcome to Dream Stories. This is Michael French, and along with my wife, Elisa, we're going to spend some time talking about dreams and dream interpretation. We're looking forward to sharing some of our dream stories with you. So hang out, and let's see what happens. This is Michael and Elisa French, and we're going to be talking about dreams. Yeah, I love talking about dreams, don't I? You do. You dream enough to, you better love talking about them. I know. I haven't even told you what I dreamed last night. Oh, so. my goodness. <laughs> Let's not go there yet. Okay. <laughs> that would take up the entire episode, no, I'm sure. Right, you're right. Yeah. So, that, so we, you know, I, I can't believe we're actually sitting here doing this because if you think about it, just not too many years ago, you were dreaming all the time still. That didn't change. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a lot, but uh, we went to a class on dreams uh, because you wanted to go, and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah, uh, it's funny how you know. It's funny how we. Uh, I was the dreamer, so I thought I would be the one who would be the strong one in interpreting dreams. And as it turns out, I think you're a much stronger dream interpreter than I am. But I, I credit myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we credit God for that, but. <laughs> Sometimes I like to tease you and take a little credit for it because I kind of just pushed you out there and begged yeah. you to go, didn't I? You did that. You did. And, you know, and here I am. I love teaching on it. I love talking about it. I could end up just teaching instead of just talking if I wasn't careful, too, because I like it so much. But you're a teacher by nature. I mean, that's your gift mix. And so, yeah. and you do have an understanding. And I think it's that you can sit back and, and well, let's just talk about that, how you can just step away from the dream because sometimes you can get too close to it and you and you can't see the meaning of it and I think one of the things you're really good at is you step back and you you have to look at it as a whole picture not just each individual piece and and trying to define each individual little piece of the dream yeah and I like that because and the way we learned about dream interpretation is is out of the idea that dreams are spiritual and and you know we got away we moved I never was actually I don't say I moved away from I never was actually caught up in the psychological side of dreams that wasn't my thing in school you know when I was doing psychology courses it was get get them done and be over with them as quick as possible so I wasn't a big Freud or young person in school like a lot of uh of folks were impacted by that. I didn't have to unlearn some of those things, some of those principles. So dreams could just be spiritual for me, which yeah. I love. I love it being that. And way. I did, even though I didn't study the. I thought Freud was a little strange anyway, but <laughs> but I did love the idea of dreams, even as a young person. And I I felt like they were important. I can't say at the time. I mean, I still remember the very first dream. I know this may sound weird that I remember. I mean, I remembered having it getting up and telling my brothers about it and I thought it was really really strange the dream that I had but which, I still remember it which is one of those things that makes you know a dream is significant and it has to have some sort of spiritual meaning because most of the time dreams disappear I mean uh, most people most people probably me in particular you're much better at remembering dreams than me but uh, most people get up in the morning if they don't write a dream down within the first three or four minutes of getting up they'll never remember to get yeah. it all and here you remember a dream you had as a child well it's kind of hard to forget a dream about a little pig filled with cornbread so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i've ever heard this story <laughs> only in the south would you uh, let's little talk. pig filled with cornbread. Listen, doesn't that have meaning though? I'm from the South, so cornbread has a significant. 
<laughs> it's a little strange. <laughs> it is. We'll talk about that Of course, all your dreams too. are strange. <laughs> but, but God uses a special language with us, doesn't he? Well, he talks just the way we talk. Yeah. He doesn't. I mean, it's not like he's going to uh, talk to us as if we were brain surgeons when we're three years old. He talks to us like a three-year-old. So little pigs with cornbread. I don't know if you were three, but, you know, little pigs filled with cornbread. Probably. I love cornbread. <laughs> Still today, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I do love cornbread. Yeah, but he does speak our language and things that we understand. And, and that's why sometimes when, when we do interpret people's dreams, we ask them, you know, where are you from? Because even colors can mean something culturally and things like that. So, But let's, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I think we should talk about... You know, dreams, when we talk about looking at them as a big picture, and maybe what are some of the stumbling blocks that we fall into when we get stuck on interpreting dreams? Well, I mean, to me, I think one of the biggest problems is we try and feel like we have to have an answer to every single piece. We we can't see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. We want to overanalyze everything, and that's kind of what some of Freud and Young did, is everything has to have a meaning and it comes out of your psyche and inside you some way and if we fall into that trap and we decide that every piece of a dream has to be completely detailed then we can get lost in it i think i think one of our biggest challenges when it comes to understanding our dreams is just for me as a christian i'm I'm a more i would say i'm more spiritual than religious but but for me as a christian i say holy spirit but Mm -hmm. creator god whatever uh, our our creator our that spiritual force that brought life to us is Mm -hmm. that you know for me it's through christ and through through god and through holy spirit um just letting them speak to us because i see i think dreams come from outside not inside Mm -hmm. and so letting the one who sent the dream talk to me helps me more than anything and that's just like telling a story you don't get so caught up in the details of telling a story that you you know you get lost in it. You 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 flow and enjoy the story. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I also say that when you're sleeping, you really can't fight against anything that's coming to you into your what you call your psyche, into your brain, into you know your spirit man whatever wherever our dreams are occurring because they are a mystery to science you know exactly where that's occurring at but uh in our while we're sleeping we don't necessarily i mean i think we do we can allow certain things to affect us in the day our emotions and i think it can sometimes um, be a catalyst for a dream you know i've even asked the lord when i've been in a certain situation or you know a sometimes when I may have needed an answer that was a very urgent thing I've actually gotten some very critical information from a dream critical answers and I think other people too you know you've written in one of the books you've written about uh, some of the scientists who had you know asked God for a dream couldn't remember you know certain things about a dream I think you may may have mentioned that in one of your books you know yeah yeah actually uh a huge breakthrough was made uh in neuroscience from uh, a dreamer uh, a scientist who has a dream mm-hmm. and and he he goes to, to bed he's struggling with this problem he's been dealing with he goes to bed has a dream wakes up with the answer but before he can write it down he forgets it and so 
you know, he's very frustrated, goes back to bed, sleeps again, has a dream, gets up in the middle of the night and writes it down mm. so that he can remember it and, it and makes this huge breakthrough in, in neuroscience because of it. And, you know, for me, that's a God-given answer to prayer because I'm sure he, he knew he had the answer and then he, he got it. I was thinking about a time um, for myself that, you know, my sister was really stressed out because she had misplaced um, something very valuable that she was holding on to for someone else. And um, the person had asked her to hold on to, to the to the valuable thing for a season until she could get back to her and get it. So in the process, my sister had moved homes and she had borrowed our vehicle and make a long story short she called me after she borrowed the vehicle and said have you seen this particular thing and I'm like no I haven't and she's like well I can't find it and you know it's worth a lot of money and I you know it's a family heirloom I don't know what I'm gonna do and she and then she called me back the next day would you please go check the car I go and tear the car apart there's nothing there and then uh three days goes by so this is the third day she calls me and she's in hysterics you know what I'm gonna do she's called me and asked for it I cannot find it and she was beginning to think someone may have stolen it and um she had even began to question family members did they take something from her and I just said you know what I've never done this before I'm just gonna pray and ask God to maybe he'll give me a dream or something I laid down took a nap woke up from the nap and I I dreamed that the ring was in a closet so I told her I said I had a dream I know this is weird but I had a dream uh, that it was in the closet and she goes and looks and it was I said it was in a purse in a closet she goes there's no way it's in a purse not in a purse there's no way it's in a purse I didn't put it in a purse and so her son happened to be there, and she said, you know, um, look in the closet. And Lisa said she had a dream. She put it in the purse. He goes, well, now, I did, Mom. While we were moving, I did put something inside down one of your purses just so it would be easier to move. Pulled out that purse, and there it was. Down in that yeah, I remember, I remember when you had that dream. That was actually before we started uh, really learning about dreams and pursuing learning about dreams mm-hmm. and interpretation. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of one of the catalysts. I think for, you know, it being so clearly something that was an answer, yeah. it was kind of one of the catalysts for us and for you to get interested in learning more, you know, about it. It definitely affirmed to me that God can speak to you through dreams. So I think he can definitely give an answer to something. He can give direction. He can give correction. He can give so many things in a dream. And, and so we were talking just a minute ago about how, you know, we, we don't always get to decide what we dream about, but we can ask for answers, and we have asked for answers and gotten them. I mean, there have been times where we've been surprised by direction, you know, yeah. things we didn't expect. So, I mean, it can come in so many different different directions and, and different answers. God's good in that way. Yeah, you know, and I think about our journey when we were learning about this and growing in this whole concept, and I think about you had that significant dream before that sort of, was a part of the catalyst that launched us into pursuing this. And, and we met, a, or I'd known for a long time, a guy named John Paul Jackson who taught on dreams all over the world. And we went to a class he was teaching. And um, I'll never forget that you had the desire to learn about the whole concept. I just sort of went along for the ride. I really enjoyed the first class we did. And, and so I went back with you, you know, mm-hmm. to the other stuff. But that was a catalyst for us. And then I remember during one of those classes having a, 
amazingly significant dream that I think now, as I look back on it, still has a lot to do with launching me into some of what I do now Mm -hmm. and what I've done over the years with teaching and speaking and, you know, releasing my voice, even on something like this, like a podcast, because of the significance of that dream. You remember that dream? I know you're going to remember parts of it. (laughs) I think I experienced part of that dream with you, actually. So Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, and uh, I think that built your faith up, just like it built my faith up in believing that God does speak to us through dreams, through maybe sometimes our pains. You know, I knew my sister was really grieved over this issue, and, and I mean, I'm just talking about it lightly, but she was seriously grieved. I was worried for her. I was like, she's going to have a nervous breakdown over this. And and just like you, you just said, you know, I, I think I remember you talking to our mentor and you said, you know, look, I really, I don't dream and I don't, I don't have those type of experiences you have. And John Paul's like, I, give yourself time. <laughs> I think you I will. told him that the morning and then I had the dream that, and like that in, the, the, dream in that, the evening. And God was saying to you what? He was saying to me in the dream? No. Or, or through, oh, he was saying to me, trust him. Yeah. And yeah. I do speak. He you does just, speak. Yeah. Just give me a chance and I'll show you. But yeah. I think sometimes we're not willing and ready or even aware that he does speak yeah. to dreams. And maybe we need to be more, uh, invite him in. But did you want to talk a little bit about that extreme? Oh, or you want to save that, was, that for a whole nother No, we, we, can, we can talk about that. That's a, that's a, you know, that was an interesting experience on a whole lot of levels. It's probably something we can, it's probably something we'll come back to uh, in episodes in the future too, because there's so many little pieces in it we don't have to get into today. But. Well, would it be fair if I set the stage for, and then I'll let you set the stage for the one the the, the experience that you had with me when we first got married? <laughs> one of my dreams. Would that be fair? Sure. Go okay. Ahead. So we're at this conference. We're in I think Nashua, New Hampshire, and <clears throat> at a hotel and. I, in the middle of the night, I hear this, oh, oh, and the whole bed <laughs> is shaking, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, first of all, we're at this conference where this guy is teaching on deep spiritual things, next thing I know, Michael, his whole body is shaking, not not in a weird, weird kind of way, but I knew he was having something going on with him, so anyway, he, he quit, and I thought, I'm not going to wake him up, because he's been saying he didn't dream, and then all of a sudden, this is happening, I think he's dreaming, or maybe he's having a bad dream. Should I wake him? I couldn't decide. And then maybe a 30 seconds later, he does it again. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's this weird sound. It was like his <laughs> it's like his chest was vibrating. And um, you can take it from there. And I woke you up. Yeah, you said you're shaking the whole bed. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you were as calm about it as you are right now. Well, I you mean, were this pretty is a podcast, like... so I wish I could demonstrate it for people. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, and you, and 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 uh, the the it was not just hey, are you okay? It was more like stop it. No, it's just. No. <laughs> um. So so what was cool was I was. I was having a dream when that was happening, and I was actually walking uh, in a house, and I walked through a, a door into a particular room, and it was kind of weird because it, if, I, if I remember right, it seemed like I walked from you know, inside a room into another room that was actually an outside but it was still a room. It was still in the house. That's one of the cool, weird things about dreams is things don't have to be normal. Right. 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 So I go into this room and there's a lady standing there and this beautiful lady with long 
flowing blonde hair. She's dressed in white, sort of glowing. If you haven't guessed, probably what we would you know say was probably an angel, some sort of spiritual being. I didn't really just automatically know that in the dream. I just knew when I woke up that had to be what it was. And she has uh, this message for me. And she looks at me and, and, and never says a word. She doesn't say anything. But I know that I know that I know. I know it's the weirdest thing. This feels weird just to even share the story. I know that she wants me to stick my tongue out. And you know, like, not to like stick your tongue out at somebody, but like if you were going to the doctor and the doctor put the little tongue depressor mm-hmm. on so he could examine your your throat or your mouth she wanted to examine like my tongue. say ah uh, yeah, she wanted like you to say, stick your uh, tongue yeah stick your tongue out in that tell way you, you just knew it i just knew it yeah and what was weird is when she when i did cuz then i i felt like i had to do what she wanted me to do so i stick my tongue out in the dream and she reaches up with her left hand and grabs my tongue and pulls it out of my head about, you know, two feet. So, I mean, longer than it's it would have come out. It's still attached. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just pulls it out. Well, it didn't stay attached. That's the problem. <laughs> so then she's got a sword in her right hand, and she cuts my tongue off. And, of course, that is when you were experiencing the first, uh. I think what, I, I think what you told me later was that as she was pulling it out, it was making, you were having this feeling like this, like almost like something was being pulled out, pulled out like nodules, and and that's yep. the way it sounded to me. If yep. you had asked me, I would have said that's exactly what I heard happening. So. Yep. So what's cool is she did this, cuts my tongue off, which corresponded to that first experience you had with me laying there in the bed, and then to you know, good lord, she says, well, she doesn't say anything, but I just know I have to do it again. Yeah. And so, so she looks at you and you just say, uh. yeah, yeah, there it is. Here you go. So I stick it out again. And again, it's one of those weird things about dreams. She takes, she's got natural body proportions, right? But she grabs my tongue with her left hand and she pulls it out about, you know, two or 300 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, her hand just reaches out forever. She's like stretch woman. Yeah, yeah. Stretch man. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's, she's part of the Avengers. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. A stretch person. Yeah. So she pulls pulls my tongue out way out, and she pulls the sword out again with her right hand, cuts it off again, mm. and that's it. That's the end of the dream. Yeah. So did John Paul interpret that dream for you, or did he make you do it yourself? He, you know, I was trying to remember. I don't know if I remember at this point because... It's had so much meaning to me over the years. I'm pretty sure he interpreted it for me, Uh, but I don't know if I can remember the specifics of what he said because the meaning has just become a part of my life. Mm -hmm. That's a a, an amazing thing with Mm -hmm. dreams. That Mm -hmm. that's my that's my dream story. Yeah, but you've always told me what you felt like that that dream was deliverance for you. It was it was releasing me from something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you know, I had had dreams. Didn't hardly remember dreams because you know we. I told you I didn't dream practically, but I had the dreams I could remember over years prior to that dream were all dreams where there was something in my mouth that I couldn't get out. My mouth would be so full I couldn't talk, I couldn't speak, and it would be so full that no matter how much I pulled out of my mouth, it was always 
more full when I reach back to clear my mouth out again than it was when I started. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter, chewing gum, bubble gum, I mean, taffy, you name it, stuff that would be in my mouth and I couldn't get it out no matter mm-hmm. how hard I tried. I had had dreams like that night after night after night. And when I had this dream, all of those dreams came back to my memory the next day mm-hmm. when John Paul was explaining to me I'd been freed up. from something, right? And all those dreams were about not being able to speak. Almost like you were tongue-tied. Were you yeah. tongue-tied as a baby? No, not tongue-tied, you know, in a physical mm-hmm. sense. But but I think I'm I'm naturally, I'm a really shy, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm a really shy. Most people who know me don't believe this, but I'm a really shy introvert. Mm-hmm. And so I was always very hesitant to, sh- even though I'm a sort of a, it's, I'm a weird combination. I'm kind of a type A personality, but I'm a shy introvert. I was not comfortable outside of certain environments, very limited environments, with speaking my mind or sharing what I saw. So I always felt very limited or that nobody would appreciate what I had to say. Maybe it's what it yeah, was. Yeah. So it broke so, something loose in you. Yeah, so it broke something loose in me. And most of my life since then has been spent teaching and training and equipping and speaking and in most cases, very boldly and very openly about various topics. And, and listening to this podcast, most people probably wouldn't believe I'm shy. Yeah. But you know when you take me out of a spiritual environment, uh, take me to your class reunion again, see what happens. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are shy. Well, I mean, I think, too, you just I think you use wisdom as another way of putting it because you, you don't always blurt out. Whereas I would be the first in the room to blurt out something and it could be wrong and everybody's laughing and that's my nature and your nature is to hold back and wait until you know for sure you have the right answer and you'll say something very smart. <laughs> well, maybe you, that's where we compliment each other, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think about I think about that dream, my tongue gets cut off twice, but I never have one of those dreams where there's stuff in my mouth again. Mm-hmm. Never have one again. Yeah. Actually, that's, well, it is still true, but uh, interesting, I don't even think I told you this, but, but uh, two or three nights ago, I had a dream that stuff was stuck to my teeth, mm. like gum was stuck to my teeth, but it was really easy to get off mm. and take care of. Mm. And, and what would that uh, mean? If someone walked up to you, or you just walked up to someone, a stranger, and you were going to interpret a dream that they had had, and they said they had something stuck to their teeth, what would that normally mean in most situations? Of well, course, we always know context is important. It is it is important, but things having to do with people's teeth, teeth falling out and issues going on, I had to be careful that I didn't pull a tooth out when I took that stuff off my, my teeth. Uh, in fact, I did pull a tooth loose, and I was able to just push it back in, and it locked it back in place. And so teeth falling out is a real common dream. A lot of people have those. In that dream, you did and pull In that out. dream, I pulled a tooth out as I was taking the back. stuff off my, my teeth, but I was able to just push it back in, and it just locked right back in place. Not okay. a big deal. And, and so if I were talking to somebody about their teeth falling out or things going on with their teeth, I, we would talk about that they were struggling. They were probably struggling with their ability to comprehend something. In other words, you're having some difficulty chewing on things, mm. processing, and, and working through things. And so in my case, I would say it's, it, the dream probably had to do with you're, you're at some risk that your tongue is getting tied again. You're getting hindered in your ability to process and chew on some things and release things. Like when you think about teeth, 
for me in that dream, it was more my back teeth, mm. like where the wisdom teeth area are, mm. or where the molars are that are what actually break things apart mm-hmm. so that you can digest it. Mm-hmm. And those things have meaning. Or even, you know, your front teeth tearing into stuff. You know, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, your, your eye on. teeth. Mm-hmm. And, and can even actually your front be, teeth you know, are incisors. Mm-hmm. They're, they're incisors, they're right. Cutting into stuff. Cutting into things. So all those teeth have references that can apply back to just natural process of references that can apply back to uh, things we deal with, the wisdom in your life, your ability to process things, your ability to cut through things and Mm -hmm. get to the heart of something, your eye teeth, your ability to see or understand or comprehend Mm -hmm. something. So uh, that's one of the things I love about dreams. It's it's not real complicated. It's, it's not, just natural but meanings. But you can't fit it into a box either, really. Not into this nice, neat little, you know, wrapped box. It, it can have different meaning. So someone who's pulling something off of their teeth, meaning they're trying to fix, they're trying to alleviate the problem, but then they pull a tooth out. But then you're able to put it back in and it stays. So what would that mean? Well, it just says, don't worry about this. Mm-hmm. This is not, you're not returning to where you were years ago. Mm-hmm. You're not going back there. You're, you're having to walk through a process of cleaning some things up. And there's going to be some hurt and some what looks like loss in the process. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all going to go back in place and nothing, nothing lasting Nothing detrimental in a long-term way is going to mm-hmm. come out of it. Yeah, and and really, I think it comes down to it's speaking into your relationship and your walk with God too. You know, it's like here's you a here's you a hint. You know. Yeah, and and what's cool about the dream was it required me to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So we were talking before we started recording this podcast about a place I've been that I didn't even realize I'd been, which mm-hmm. was not really depressed, but kind of over the last 12 or 14 months, just in a place I didn't have a lot of motivation. Mm-hmm. And that's changed over the last few mm-hmm. weeks. And, you know, we're doing a lot more things that have been stirred. And that's in the same time frame as that dream occurred, which was take some steps, make some changes, clean some things up, put everything back in place, mm-hmm. and get back into what you're called to. Yeah, and and it's saying you can do this, and it will. Yeah, and it, it's going to be okay. Go back. Yeah, things yeah, will go back. That's exactly yeah. right. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you know, I love this whole concept because that's my dream story too. My 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 first dream story, that story from being released from those. Uh, limitations and things that were hindering me and holding me back and and keeping my voice pulled back and then here we are today recording the first episode of our dream stories podcast and god took us took me back just a few days ago to a place to revisit that early dream story and use that same theme to add to my story Mm. uh, as we start this process Mm, and it's just kind of kind of cool yeah it's it's good God is good and he he wants to speak to us through our dreams it's not the only method by which he speaks to us because we know that he speaks through his Holy Spirit in many ways that he chooses but it's good to have that that particular vein that we can hear from God is while we're sleeping which is a third of our life, basically. Yeah. If if we're sleeping eight hours a day or trying to, and all that is not complete sleep, but it's lying down for eight hours. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If, you've, if you're 60 years old, you've slept 
20 years of your life. That's right. So why well, why would God waste that? So begin yeah. to ask God. If you're thinking, can God really speak to meet their dreams? And what does it mean? You may not know at first, but you can ask God to start speaking to you through your dreams. So Yeah. Hey, it's been good, and we can we can we got a lot more we can talk about. That's why we're going to record episodes and not yeah. just do one event. So yes, yes, it'll and be hopefully, fun. Hopefully, we'll have some dream uh, dreams we can share, and and maybe even have some guests on that have some dreams sometimes. So. Yeah, we'll do some more of this, just mm-hmm. conversation, and and also do some interpretation and yeah. just talk our way through it too. It'll be fun. That's right. All right. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by our podcast. If you like what you're hearing, if you want to hear more episodes like this and support us, then stop by our website at www.patriamin.com and click on the donate button. Once again, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.